Hello everyone and welcome to The Stage You Place, the podcast where we here chat to those who make the magical theatre that you see on stage. From writers to directors, producers to designers. And on today's episode, I am joined by writer Daniel Rusto, who has currently got his production of Dismissed on at the Soho Theatre until Saturday the 3rd of June. Now I spoke with Daniel a couple of weeks ago as he was starting rehearsals and this sounds like a fantastic production which I'm able to catch in the final week of its run in London. So in this interview me and Daniel talk a little bit about the inspiration behind writing Dismissed, how he got the research into developing the script from teachers that he knew, plus his hope to take a version of the show out to schools and educational premises nationwide in the near future. So whether you're in a car, on a walk, in your lunch break or just laying around the house, I hope you enjoy episode 102 of The Stadium Place with writer Daniel Rusto. Hello Daniel and welcome to The Stage Place. How are you doing today? I'm very well thanks, how are you? I'm really good thank you. Thanks so much for coming on today. We're going to be talking about Dismissed which is at the Soho Theatre from the 16th of May until the 3rd of June this year. Daniel you are the writer of Dismissed. Do you want to talk a little bit about the show? Yeah sure. Dismissed is about a young teen who is caught with a knife in a secondary school and it's an ethical debate about what to do with a kid who's found themselves in this situation. Do you expel them? Do you give them a chance? It's predominantly set, well, the whole thing is set with teachers and parents. We don't meet any students. And it's from that point of view. It started as a scratch piece, funny enough, like a short 10 minute two-hander about, I'd say 2018. And then that got to a uh, scratch night. And then that's how I met my producer who's currently producing this show and then has evolved into this full-length piece. Yeah, and so talk to me a little bit about the inspiration behind writing Dismiss. Where did it come from? Was it something that you saw in the news? Where, where does it come from? So I wanted to enter in a scratch night that was coming up and the theme was what's scaring you? What's lighting your fire? What worries you? What keeps you up at night? And I've never written from that place before. You know, what's a cool premise? You know, what's a funny idea? What's an interesting story? And for the first time I was like, well, what, what does scare me? And what was scaring me? and still is a subject I discuss regularly with my friends and family because a lot of them are teachers and parents is uh, the knife crime situation that's happening in London and uh, all over the country. Yeah, it was quite an intense period of just great. Okay, I'm going to write this play about this. And I've been doing a bunch of reading on subjects that just happened to find its way into the play as well around evolutionary psychology and sociology and class and history of this country and it all found its way in there as if I'd been doing this years long research beforehand and then finally put it down and that that became the the 10 minute two-hander and obviously like you say there you've got friends there who are teachers who are talking about knife crime and like you say it's a big subject not only in London but just all around the UK even though this is a theatre production that is going to the Soho Theatre do you feel like it's also a show that could be taken into schools and is that something that you're also thinking about post this run? Yeah, definitely. We talked, uh, my producer, Marcus, we, we talked about going to schools uh, with the piece. I'd say it's not because, you know, you don't want to preach to the choir too much, you know, but and it's, it's def- we're definitely more critiquing teachers and parents opposed to critiquing the teens. And I think it could be interesting definitely for youngsters to see. So we are talking about taking it there and doing some workshops actually in the schools near me. And, you know, maybe the, the piece would involve some editing. We're not thinking the show will hopefully, it'd be nice 
nice if it did, but we're not we're not thinking you show a group of boys this and then suddenly they stop getting into gang violence. You know, we don't think it'll be that. I think uh, it's more a piece that people can watch and kind of understand how it got to where it has got to. When yeah. you take into account of uh, economic situations and lack of male role models and violence that kids are exposed to, whether it be in the home, whether it be music, whether it be computer games. You know, I sound like my dad now, but all of this stuff is just proven to be true, you know? Yeah. After years of like just fighting it. I think it's definitely more a piece that hopes to not necessarily educate, but kind of like shine a light on how things are with these young teens, but then also look at the education system and how in some ways it is kind of failing some some people. Yeah. So if we move away from dismissed yourself, Daniel, as a writer, when did you start writing? What's the trajectory like? And, you know, what's your journey with theatre? Funny enough, I started writing in school. I was never into football. I was into sports, but not football. And everyone's into football. And I started, I, that era when I was in school was very much this cool era of cinema where you had these indie writer-directors. And I thought, oh, God, I want to be like a writer-director. So those were my heroes. It wasn't it wasn't athletes. It was it was these writer-directors. And um, this is why visuals are so important, because I never saw writers that looked like me. You know, I loved English literature and I loved drama. But... Um, there was no one that I thought, oh, they're doing it, then I can do it, you know? So as much as I enjoyed, I loved studying like Shakespeare and modern literature as well. But it was my drama teacher who kind of got me into theatre because it was more of a TV and film thing, you know, when you're that age. And he got me to apply to this scheme that the National did called the NT100, where you can apply for it and then they choose 100 kids in the city to go and see plays for free every month. And uh, that was the first time I saw theatre and I started writing these little scenes and plays and scratch little things that I didn't even in my notepad because I heard that's what Tarantino did you were writing a notepad yeah. but then I thought I wanted to act so I was like studying drama as well and then it took a while before it took learning about Roy Williams and Arinze Kenny and British and American filmmakers and writers before I finally picked up the pen properly in like my mid 20s late 20s when I was still kind of flowing with acting and then I realized you know I loved storytelling and I loved dialogue and monologues and it wasn't the performing of it, it was the writing of it, it was yeah. exploring that character that way. Yeah, I started back when I was quite young, but then didn't fully dive in headfirst properly until I was like into my mid to late 20s. Yeah, and obviously we must talk about you being a Tony Craze Award shortlisted playwright as well for your work as well. How does that feel being shortlisted for these types of awards? You know, talk to me a little bit about your work and what your writing style is really like. Oh, that, that feels amazing because like I'd, I'd stopped writing plays because when I did finally pick up the pen and I say pick up the pen I don't know why because I don't I type when I write (laughs) but um I wrote plays and I put on my own plays and I I hired a venue and I put a show on for a day or two then a year later I did it again for three days and a year later I got a pub fit and every show every play you write you think someone's going to come along and hey have you ever thought about writing for the real court you know yeah (laughs) it just never happened no one came my friends came and uh people enjoyed it but then after years of that and kind of feel like I wasn't getting anywhere which on reflection I definitely know I was I just stopped and I dived into TV and film and when I decided to go back with writing for the stage from with Smith and other plays I then got onto the Soho labs uh, which was amazing yeah the play that I did with them called The Ones We Love a strange little comedy drama about a couple that find out they've both been cheating with the couple that live upstairs told in real time and yeah because I, I was I loved it but again I was like this is a weird play but I, again I wrote it in a bit of a frenzy yeah it got shortlisted and that was that felt incredible <laughs> yeah and obviously now you're here at the Soho Theatre were dismissed what does it feel like to have this production after like you say that that whole time when you were 
you know, leaving the industry and stop writing because you won't really feel like you were getting anywhere with like the shows that you were doing. Now to have, I think it's like a month run now with Dismissed, you know, what does that feel like? Uh, it doesn't feel real, does it? It feels, sure. in every moment it does happen, you know, they've started rehearsals. So even before that, yeah. you're like, is this actually happening? And then it is happening. And then it's like, well, it doesn't feel, when you have that day of, the first day of rehearsal and then you meet the cast and the rest of the team. It's quite overwhelming, you know, if when I really sit and think about it i love absolutely adore the Soho theater you know as well yeah. so of all theaters <laughs> for it to be there and i'm i've been telling my friends you know it's my debut play and they're like but we came to your plays back then but i'm like no, yeah. no, no this is my debut professionally produced full run you know and all that and to them it's like very exciting as well yeah it's hard to put into words it's just it's overwhelming and exciting and scary and all of those <laughs> all of those yeah. things i always felt i didn't know where my writing would fit because certainly feel like certain theatres had certain styles when that can evolve and change definitely they responded really well and have been so supportive you know theatre's tough you know writing anything putting anything down is 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 tough I just feel so like blessed really yeah and I think I saw on social media today or yesterday or something the posters are now up at the theatre as yeah. well you've yeah. got your name on it as well which must feel like a weird notion yeah. inside the Soho theatre with the oh, poster yeah. outside <laughs> I've got to cancel all my plans and just fly down to central London right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see people take that picture next to the poster and you're just, yeah. that's, that's what you look forward to more almost than the actual show. I don't know. It's, it's the little things that, um, and like to be able to share interviews that are coming up. It's more than just the play itself. The play itself is, is amazing, but it's, there's, there's so many other like fun, exciting yeah. things that come with it, you know, yeah. like leading up to talking to you. I was just like, oh, this is my first time doing this. What do I, what do, I do? What do I prepare? What do I? And of course you, you started and I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not recording yet, but I'm no. just going to pretend I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. ask. Yeah. But those, those are the things that like, that's all the little prizes around the writing job. Yeah. You always think the thing you want is you can't wait till the show's on, but then you get these little like bursts of excitement from everything else around it. So, so yeah, I'll be thinking tonight, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on a tube, go so and uh, get that picture <laughs> yeah and obviously it's not just about all those little bits outside of it but obviously you've got the team that are making dismiss mm. obviously in rehearsals so do you just want to talk to me about the rest of the team that are on dismissed and what it feels like to be working with people who are working with your writing have you been into rehearsals and listened to the words being spoken out loud with the cast yet yeah so we've literally just started our producer marcus bernard I met him back when the play was a scratch piece and he was the one that said, I think you can make like a, a good full length show out of this. Let's like talk to the Arts Council and see if we can get some development money. And this would have been 2019. So during that time with um, COVID and lockdown happening and we did Zoom workshops and yeah, it's, it's been incredibly exciting, but long process. And uh, now we have this full length piece and we have this incredible director Nikhil Bias he's doing some amazing things and you know when I when I put words on the page I don't I don't really like to direct get really excited about what a director will bring to it I don't really say much about what's happening on stage even yes. with the actors I do a bit of description but I'm more excited about what's the director and the cast going to do with the writing you know are they going to be in each other's faces or in the opposite ends of the stage you know how's the stage going to look i don't i don't i don't like writing about those sort of things i like the exciting part for me is is seeing what people bring to it that's really exciting and really cool that to hear that you've only just started rehearsals and it feels quite fresh to you having all these new things happen almost probably every day that are yeah 
quite exciting. Yeah, because because I've been with the play for all these years, and then to hear it with new actors and and seeing what they bring to it, and then finding all these like different you know, and talking to them about their characters specifically and their arc and what's working and what's not working, and you know, you, you do all those years of of writing, and you think this is the perfect play I have here. <laughs> this has <laughs> yeah. gone through so many workshops and so many drafts. I have a perfect piece, guys. There you go. Yeah, and then they do one reading, and there's like an hour of questions, and you're like, good point, good point, good point, good yeah. point, and then you go away and edit like so much. I mean, you know, you never really finish, don't you? That's what they say. You just abandon it. Is that the phrase I used to hear? But another fun process, you, I didn't expect another really like exciting part of it, and hearing actors say lines you didn't expect to be hilarious just come out as funny, and then finding them finding really emotional beats in parts that I thought were just kind of throwaway. Now, that first day was was just, I, I remember I was just like emotionally exhausted. It's like, why am I so tired? I just sat there and listened, but there's just, there's an energy in the room, isn't there? Yeah. And I guess also, yeah. because obviously I've not worked in TV and film, but like working in a theatre, like that's the thing, it's so collaborative. And that's the thing about new writing. Like this is like the first iteration of the show being on, you know, in its full length piece at the Soho Theatre, when you're there in the first days of rehearsals and it's not like one of these published play scripts, you can listen to the actors, you know, speaking it out loud. And because you may have only had your voice yourself, Daniel, playing these characters for all these years, when you hear other actors speak it, it leads that collaborative process of going, actually, yeah, maybe we can tweak this and tweak that to make it sound yeah. more flowing. And I think yeah. it's a thing about new writing yeah and you know you, you meet incredible actors who just have a different way of phrasing things somehow or a different accent or a different tonality and different pacing in the way they deliver and that's just another fun part of the process and it is so collaborative and you know you just get it you just you're both kind of unsure about something you talk it out you go away you argue and then it's like oh, there it is and then it's like you don't know where it was you don't know how it got there it just suddenly finds you both and then you just know it's perfect well good good enough for you to move on to the next issue <laughs> yeah <laughs> well daniel we're going to move away from dismissed in a moment but what i want to ask and you kind of referenced it a little bit on in an earlier answer about you know people taking away the educational side of it and being educated about this type of story and theme. But as a whole, when people come and watch Dismissed at the Soho Theatre, what do you want them to take away from the show? Something that maybe is spoken about in the show that you really want people to grab onto and take away with them? Yeah, I, I would say because the show delivers itself as a whose side are you on? And hopefully by the end, there's a different result. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but um, <laughs> I would hope by the end of it, people would think something needs to be done and it's not just setting up a youth centre. There is something so incredibly heartbreakingly bad going on right now. And it can't just be something we flick on the news and learn about and flick on and carry on. You know, it yeah. can't just be a page you read in the newspaper and move on. There's a destructive force. <laughs> sorry, I laugh when I get really like, sorry, excuse me. There's this destructive force going on. It needs, it needs fixing and we can all do something about that. So many different ways we can do something about that. And that, that's what I'd want. I'd want people to see it and step away and think this is more than just an article for me to frown at or roll my eyes at or, or click a like to show support. You know? And uh, yeah, that's what I would hope. Yeah, it sounds like a really powerful piece. And I'm really excited to come and see it, like you say, because it doesn't necessarily talk about the students, but about the people who 
are basically responsible teachers mm-hmm. and the parents the ones you know, obviously I don't know the story but you know the ones who like bring up the children whether or not you know that's parental or guardianship or as teachers like it sounds like a really interesting concept and viewpoint that maybe nobody really understands because like you say we can yeah. read so much in the news about the victims or you know the people who you know do these sorts of crimes but we don't necessarily pick up upon, you know, the, the way of teaching and the way that mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're brought up as as children, mm-hmm. as kids. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really interesting show, which is why I'm really excited, if that's the word, to come and see the production at the Soho Theatre. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait for you to see it. And I'd love to hear what you think. And yeah, you know, we, we, we've, we've tried not to lay blame on solely, you know, one. It's not parents, it's not teachers, it's not government, it's not kids. It's, it's yeah. all of them and, every, and none of them, you know. There are people to blame and then there's also great people that are doing everything they can yeah it, it strangely as well i will probably say people have said it's very funny it's it's uh it's definitely a, a bleak subject but there yeah. is a level of i wouldn't say comedy my family i think this is just us but you go to a funeral and it, it's a fun day you know people yeah <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of jokes being told there's a lot of drinks there's and it's it's a sad macabre day but also there is a lot of tears of laughter so tonally the play has is it's a it's a serious drama but you know, we're in a workplace, you know, and they're all friends and some of them like each other, some fancy each other, some hate each other. And they all are fighting for one thing that they know is right. And people use weird tactics when they know they're right. You know, they ridicule, they befriend, they belittle, they push, they pull. And I've tried to capture all of that within this small piece with these colleagues and parents. Yeah, it's yeah. really exciting. So Daniel, that is dismissed, which is on at the Soho Theatre from the 16th of May until the 3rd of June. Daniel, I've got two final questions for you. And my first is about advice. So for people listening to this podcast, who maybe want to become writers, maybe want to talk about tackling themes that you're talking about here with Dismissed, and want to look about maybe like research, or you know, how to get started with that. What type of advice would you give those aspiring writers out there who want to create work similar to work that you are creating now? Yeah, I'd, I'd say write as much as you can because you get better with every new new piece you write, whether it's a full-length piece, a short piece, just write as much as you can and read as much as you can. It's easier said than done to just go and watch loads of plays, but I would say just write, read and live. You know, yeah. Remember to live because it can become easy to make the drive for that part of your life, your soul life. Yeah. And then suddenly you're just writing about people that want to be playwrights, you know, or you have to live and experience some life. So, so embrace, embrace outside challenges and use writing to feed that and use that to feed your writing. Always strive to write a new piece, you know, finish that one, get through it. Even if you don't think it's good halfway through, even if you don't think it's good towards the end, but just finish it, put it aside, spend some time away, give it a read, show it to a friend who's willing to read something and then write another one. And focus on doing that. Look out for as many scratch notes as you can. Look out for as many opportunities as you can because they're out there. Just make that the process and try try your best to enjoy the process of just writing because that's what being a writer is. And then a year, two, three, four, five years of that, strangely, you you just you look back and one day you'll introduce yourself as a writer, even if you haven't sold anything. But it's because that's what you do. So I say you just have to just keep doing that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a fantastic piece of advice. And hopefully people out there will be able to take that on board if they want to become a writer. Well, Daniel, I've got one final question for you today on this podcast. And it is the title of this podcast. And that's the stagey place. And what I love to know about all of my guests is where their stagey place is. 
So Daniel, for you, this could be a theatre and maybe that you've had your work represented, maybe when you started writing and this theatre took a chance and brought your play on board. Maybe it's one of the theatres, maybe it's the Soho Theatre, or maybe it's one of the schemes that you've been part of whilst growing up and becoming a writer. Or Daniel, it may not even be a theatre or a space. It could be a person that's inspired you. You know, we spoke earlier on about Roy Williams and Arinze Khan, those people that, you know, you, you were able to look up to throughout your career. So Daniel, for you, whereabouts is your stagey place? It's, it's definitely the Soho Theatre. Yep. And I'm honestly not just saying that because my piece is on there. I love, I love the Soho. I love to write there. I love to hang out there. I love to drink there. And I love yeah. seeing shows there. The variety is amazing and just it's it's just got a buzz. It's got an energy, you know. I could go there in the afternoons or I can go there in the evenings. It, I, I write there sometimes and sometimes I just have a meeting in Central and just get a coffee there just because I want to be around it. Yeah, it's definitely there. And now obviously you'll walk out through Soho over the next month and see posters outside knowing that you've got <laughs> yeah. your show inside. And, you know, I'm sure yeah. people will be able to find you in the bar after the show talking about the show. Standing next to the poster, yeah. <laughs> wearing a name badge. Yeah, exactly. You probably have to wear a t-shirt going, I'm this guy, I'm the writer. Yeah. <laughs> the Please approach right. me if you liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if not, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure people will obviously stop. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on to the Stage of Place to talk about Dismissed. Once again, it is on from the 16th of May until the 3rd of June 2023. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And there we go. That was my interview with Daniel Rusto, the writer of Dismissed, which is currently playing at the Soho Theatre until the 3rd of June 2023. I'd love to thank Daniel so much for coming on to the podcast and being a guest that has really inspired me into wanting to see their show again, which I'm going to see in the final week of its run whilst it's in London. And if you want to book tickets for its final week, you can do so via the ticket links in our episode notes wherever you are streaming this episode. So that's it for this week's episode. I'd love to thank Daniel once again so much for coming on and I'd love to thank you, the listener, for tuning in and hearing our interview today on The Stagey Place. Be sure to check us out on social media at The Stagey Place on Instagram and Twitter and until I hear from you next, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye. <laughs>